1: Hi, welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table, where we talk about how to create better, how to create better family, health, business, and self. And oh my goodness, I love small businesses. I love supporting small businesses, but even beyond that, I love cookies. I love a good cookie, really good food, and I cannot wait to share my guests with you today. You see, small business makes the world go round, and so do young entrepreneurs. In fact, in Canada, small business and mid-sized businesses make a significant contribution to our economy here. It makes up about 98% of all employer businesses in Canada, which means that these businesses are employing about two-thirds of the total Canadian labor force. Wow, that is crazy. But you know what? Startup and small business is hard. And I know I can speak personally about that. It is it is stinking hard. And and you know, kudos to anyone in small business. And especially if you're a young entrepreneur. Now, about 42% of startup businesses fail because there is no market demand for their product or service. So finding the key product is the trick, and my guests today have done just that. So do you like cookies, like really, really good cookies? Like I'm talking five ounce gigantic ginormous cookies. Well, this brother and sister team have got you. Now, Jessica Nguyen is a co-founder of Baked Cookies, B-A-K apostrophe D Cookies. She is a BBA honors graduate, and she concentrated in marketing and managing information systems. Wow. So helpful in any part of life. And she handles all the sales, marketing, HR, and customer management for their business. And her favorite cookie is the OG, which we're going to have to ask her, what is this OG? Oh my. And Andy, he is the other co-founder and he's a third year student at UBC Souter. Um, he is in charge of all things cookie related, such as recipe development. Hello, so important. Mm-hmm. Production, supply chain management, and so much more. And of course, he has a favorite cookie, and it's the chocolatey PB. I am so excited. Welcome, Jess. Welcome, Andy. Say hello. Hi.
0: Hi. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for having us on your podcast, Lee i am so excited to have you guys i'm just i love that you guys are brother and sister what like how how do you just like wake up and come up with the business i i want to know but first i want to know how's your day going andy
0: it's going pretty good today i don't have school i've i've condensed my classes so that i only have them tuesdays thursdays so it's nice to get a couple days off in between.
1: Wow. Wow. That is very smart. That is very smart because you also have a business to run.
2: Yes. Uh,
1: is it midterms for you right now?
0: Yes. I'm smack dab in the middle of midterm season. Uh, just finished one yesterday. And I have one more to go on next Tuesday. So we're almost clear.
1: All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for like taking this steady break to be with of with us on our podcast. Jess, how are you today?
2: Oh, I'm doing great today. I had Wednesdays are a little bit nice. Um, It's not too crazy with all the weekend buildup of emails and stuff that I have to go through. And it's just kind of the and I don't have to prepare for all the farmers markets of the following weekend. So it's nice and um, not too crazy. Just a lot of admin things I need to sort out. Um, and I also was able to get to the gym today, so had a great start to my day.
1: <laughs> well done. I love that. Exactly. You have to put you on the list of things to take care of, right? Because health is so important. And mm-hmm. and I can say that over and over because I'm the example of what not to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so good on you. Good on you. Now, guys, I have to ask, how did you come up with this company? like? what happened
2: Andy do you want to go or do you want me to tell
1: like did you like start uh, baking when you were like 5 years old like
0: <laughs> no. uh i can take this one yeah so i think it was just right in the beginning of the pandemic and everything was like slowly shutting down and then there's nothing to do and so my sister was just graduating um sfu and she had a job lined up for after she graduated and it Congratulations, <laughs> But then, it, yeah, it shortly fell through because of COVID and they were like, we're no longer hiring. Oh, and of no, course, no. she's super, super, super sad because it's it's kind of like her dream job that she had all lined up for like after university. And then I was graduating high school and at the time I was working at a local pie shop and they also let me go because of COVID. So oh, both no. of us <laughs> facing unemployment, super, super sad. Um and since it was in the middle of COVID and the pandemic, there was like nothing to do, right? And I think everyone else was also like baking at the time, because yes. what else is there to do at home? Right.
1: Our family learned how to bake bread over Zoom. Come on.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we, we wanted to take a crack at it, and we were making like blueberry bars and everything. And then since my sister's job fell through, she was super sad and she was like crying. And I asked her like, "What can I do to make you like feel better? Like, what can what can I make?" And then she she wanted these big cookies that she had in New York and nice. I've never been to New York, but she was describing it to me and she's saying they're like, ooey gooey, big, big, like walnuts, chocolate chips in them. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll try making them, I guess. Aww. And then, um, after a couple of batches, she would like critique them. Cause I guess that's what we really like to do is <laughs> just like make food and critique it nice. and see how, what, where we can improve. And, um. Yeah, then we made a, a couple it. batches, and she was posting them all over her Instagram because she loves to post everything on her story. And then um, it, a lot of people started taking interest into the cookies. They're saying, "Whoa, these look really good!" Like, uh, where'd you get them from? Like, what bakery did you buy them from? She's like, "Oh, no way!" Like, Andy's just making them. Uh, <laughs>
1: That's awesome. Yeah,
0: and I was, it was really cool to see like people taking interest in the cookies. And then um, some people started reaching out and asking like oh my god where can I get some they look so good like can I can I get Annie to make some for me and then so we just like started selling cookies just kind of like as a side hustle and I thought like okay I could kind of use this to save up some money for textbooks and whatever for university that's coming up soon and um and then people just kept asking my sister and then we decided Hey, like my sister's inbox is kind of full to, to the point she's like kind of ignoring her friends now. Um, maybe should we make like, like an Instagram for this? Like, have a mini page, and then whoever wants can kind of DM the page, and That's we can go from there. Great. Yeah, and then um, so we set up the Instagram, and it kind of just snowballed into where we are today.
1: And did you name it baked from
2: the start, or did it have a different name? I can tell this story. <laughs> this is where you'll see the sibling in us really come through. So um, a lot of people get confused and they think I'm the one that bakes. And I'm actually a horrible baker because I have a really, really hard time following instructions. Andy's Andy, nodding. Yeah, Andy, Andy's <laughs> nodding. He's like, yes, I hate when she's in the kitchen with me. And I just have a hard time, like baking is a science. Andy has like absolutely killed it with her recipe. And it comes down to like, you know, 418 grams of sugar and. I'm, I get to 420 and I'm like, that's close enough. He'll be like, no, it has to be exactly 418. And I'll like take out a spec and it'll be 419. I'm like, oh, that's really close. And he's like, no, it's a science. If you do anything slightly off, it might ruin the whole recipe. So he's the true baker behind it. And because I never wanted to, I was just middlemanning all, all of it. And I I wanted to showcase that Andy was the baker and um, really, put his skills and like put the light on him. So I wanted to be called baked by Andy. Now, Andy is a huge introvert and he hates, (laughs) he hates putting his name out there and being in the spotlight, but he's super talented. And I don't want to take credit for it because I was kind of the middleman and customers were talking to me. So they just assumed it was me. And I was like, no, we have to make it right. We have to let everyone know that you're behind this all. And we got into a huge argument about baked by Andy. So he's just like, take, by Andy off take by Andy off and I'm like that's stupid then it's just called baked and he was like no I'd rather that than baked <laughs> by Andy and I was like fine then we're called baked and that's how we kind of that's went on awesome. it and we've added the cookies aspect to it after just so that it's very clear that we just serve cookies rather than it just being like like what is baked like now it's baked cookies and we're freshly Very smart. Yeah. yeah, names are so important,
1: right? Cuz you, you want to take the guesswork out of it so people get it right away mm-hmm. and understand it because it drives so many people crazy when you see this advertising on the side of a car great yeah. real estate and you're like what is Ficklebogger? I <laughs>
2: do <laughs> no what Ficklebogger is. Right?
1: Yeah, they said yeah. Ficklebogger cookies. I'm like, "Oh, cookies, okay." Yeah, yeah. So, so I love it
2: oh thank you yeah it's just a funny story of how I guess that's that's part of working with your sibling is kind of butting heads in certain corners like that
1: (laughs) no I I love it but I really really love how it was born because out of his love and concern for his sister I love that so much baked with love (laughs) (laughs) love by Andy in brackets. <laughs>
0: no.
1: Anyway. I love that story, and I, I hope you guys get to share that over and over, like how that how your company came to be, like and I I, I will be sharing it all over social, anyways, but because I also love Instagram and I love sharing food pictures on
2: Instagram,
1: and it's so funny that restaurants reach out to me now and ask me to come and eat just to share wow. story. Yeah, oh, it's wow. so funny. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I will eat at your that's, restaurant. That's exciting. Uh, and it's crazy, and I love it. It's so great. So my husband and I get to go on all these uh, paid-for dates, and I, it's awesome. So he absolutely. is now a foodie, too. <laughs> <laughs> You're living the dream. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Now, you've had this journey for over two years now, and congratulations, because that is incredible the statistics are scary high how many businesses do not survive the first year and you guys have exceeded past two and you obviously have something so divinely yummy and I just placed an order with you and you can look at it you could change it up if you want because I need to know what is the OG cookie what is this is that the original
2: Yes. Yeah. So you got it spot on. Um, It's, it's the original cookie that Andy kind of mentioned previously where it was like his, it's our take on the cookie I had in New York. It was a chocolate chip walnut cookie and it's super ooey and gooey. And it's, it's absolutely everything. It's not too sweet. So I can eat it. I can eat the entire cookie in one sitting, which I always do. And it's, it makes the perfect Sundays. It, it's everything to wow. me. I think it's 20 minutes of happiness when I eat it. <laughs> I thank don't know you. if there's anything you want to add, Andy.
1: Um, yeah, I think I might have to add that cookie to my order.
2: <laughs> or to me I am so
1: sorry. I let my kids help me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we can definitely add that one in.
1: We'll talk about that. Well, thank you. Okay. Now, you must have learned many lessons in your journey. Like, I, I've I'm an entrepreneur too, and I've had many expensive mistakes. I've had many shake my head, <laughs> oh my goodness, lessons. But you know what? It's it's uh, it's part of the journey. And I would love for you to share like your top three best lessons that you've learned so far that you can say, okay, I gotta share these, this happened, and this is what I learned. So what's something, and anybody can jump in,
2: Andy, do you want to go first or do you want me? Um,
1: you-
0: I'll, I'll let you go first. I gotta think about this one. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I can I can jump in. I think for me, the biggest lesson that I've ever learned is learning how to say no and not absolutely killing myself to do certain things that I know would be very hard and almost nearly impossible, especially when a customer calls. We've had many times where you know, um, we have order cutoffs because we have to plan things on our end. And especially um, I'll take the order in and then I'll let Andy know, and he has to plan it with our team. And there are a lot of Last-minute orders or people trying to get cookies, you know, like 250 for tomorrow. And back then, I had a really hard time saying no to people. And doing like 250 cookies for the next day is very hard on our team. It's very hard on ourselves. And then sometimes they'll go like, oh, and we need it delivered by 8 a.m. downtown Vancouver. And it's just I would spend up all night helping my team trying to ensure this order to get through, and then have to like drive all the way in the morning through rush hour traffic, ensuring that I get it there by 8 a.m. and we did that a lot in our first couple of years. And this is the year where I'm more firm on, we set, you know, orders have to be sent in at like 48 hours before. And if it's short notice, we have to see if it's really heavy on the team. If it's really heavy on the team, there's absolutely no way. If it's, you know, if it's just sneaking in six cookies, that shouldn't be um, too hard on anyone and it shouldn't be a big deal. So I can do that, but just being very firm because I realized that um, not only was it bad for me, but it was bad for like everyone. And our, we put our staff first and it was very stressful, especially during the holiday seasons when people right. forget and need last minute gifts. And the holiday season in itself is already chaotic and just a lot happening. And so when we were doing that last holiday, I, I made a note and I was like, you have to make a promise to yourself and to your team not to do that again, because it was very, very tough. I think that was the biggest thing I had to do, um, learn is, just to be very firm and say, no, it's really hard to tell someone no. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I fully get that. That's a a really powerful and good lesson to learn and, and take with you. And this is the year you said, this is the year where you're going to really feel okay about saying no. And you know what it, it truly outweighs, uh, the, the damage that saying yes can happen. Mm-hmm. And, and for what, yes, you've got a great, another order, but you might start losing some of your team members because of stress yeah. or the quality yeah. or, or so much more. Right. And, and, and it's okay. So good on you. That's a great lesson. Just yeah. remembering to say no and having that strength and ability to do it. I <laughs> Love it. How about you, Andy? Was there a big lesson over these years? that you've learned? Yeah
0: I think it's just laying a good foundation to come so when we first started out because we never really intended um, for the business to be like an actual business or like have any kind of idea of where we are today um, we didn't really prepare for it so a lot of the times um, because we were still learning to say no like my sister said we would just say yes to anything and then quickly realize that it was completely unfeasible, but we already said yes. So we just try and push through. Um, and yeah, we didn't quite build the right foundation for us. So, but I think we quickly realized this early on and it really helped us kind of get over those humps kind of early and so that we can focus on other things like bigger, bigger picture issues uh, later on. So um, I think very quickly after we applied for like a business license, um, tried moving into a commissary kitchen and then looked at like how we wanted to grow what we would need to get there and how to lay down that right foundation and so
1: no I love that. I think
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so when oh, you
1: so, say foundation do you mean like a business plan is that yeah
0: you? almost like um like so- a plan sorry
1: SOPs it's like yeah so- yeah and and then um sorry and your systems, right? Is that what you're talking about? Having a system mm-hmm. in place so that you know when to add orders. I'm, I'm I'm, just thinking of my listeners right now who are saying, okay, I need to do a foundation. What does that mean? So what yes. if you could tell that startup business, okay, what are you talking about this foundation? I get mm-hmm. orders, I'm trying to fulfill them. Yes, I'm learning to say no, but what do you mean by a foundation?
0: So I think uh, realizing what kind of resources we need. So um, in terms of people, like um, how big our staff team needs to be to be able to hand, handle certain capacities um, and definitely being able to ensure that we can handle like um, like rush periods. So this Christmas, we're trying to prepare a lot. Um, we've been, we've hired a few people to help us out and um, yeah, just getting them trained and ready to go. Um, having that kind of foresight and being able to prepare. So I think another thing in terms of a good foundation is, yeah, having your systems out in place. So um, when we were taking orders, we would we would take them, like, from the DMs, we would take them through our website, we would just kind of take them wherever. But now we've kind of streamlined them more through, like, either our website or a personal inquiry is through email only. And having narrowed that down, it's caught uh, it's cleared a lot of confusion out. And um, on our back end as well, we've established systems. So we have like an automation system that takes out orders from our website and kind of sorts it out. So it takes all the information and spits out what I need to bake for the next day. And having those kind of processes really helps streamline um, the whole operations.
1: No, I love that. I love that word streamline, right? And it just like takes away some of that chaos, saves you time when when all your orders can funnel into one place and as best as it can. Because of course yeah. you know, emails happen, of course, and but then we can retarget them back to your e- uh, to your website to order. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And you guys are like so much more experienced now because this is gonna be your third Christmas of cookie orders and craziness but i love it I'm, I'm just so excited
2: i'm so excited to try your cookies <laughs> <laughs> Very excited to make and bake them for you
1: i am very honored so excited and do you still love baking andy or has this become like it's just business now or is it still no. like a passion
0: yeah i really like it um it, it's really nice as a break from school because a lot of time I'm studying or going to classes so just being in the kitchen you can kind of Kind of shut your mind off a little bit and just get with the flow of baking. It's really nice for you.
1: That is nice. Like creating is can be therapeutic, right? Just like when people mm-hmm. do those paint classes, <laughs> it's like or coloring. Coloring is great. Yes, I, I like to bake and cook because I like to eat. I am <laughs> not like you who can like go out and sell my food, but <laughs> <laughs> I love eating. And would you, would you guys ever do like a, a a food truck, or is that something on in your minds one day?
2: Yeah, we we would love to do a food truck. I think it'd be really cool to have baked on wheels and um bring it around. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it <laughs> is so cool. That's definitely in our five year plan. I think what we're currently facing is that are we operate out of a commissary commercial kitchen and it's been a great home for us the past two years, but we kind of have a few bottlenecks in there where we feel like we might have outgrown the space so i think before we can jump into a food truck or any some um any sorts of that we would need our own production facility and we're hoping to do that in 2023 and will be in his last year of university so i would get a little bit more of support with that um sometimes we um as any kind of touch base we we struggle with meeting demand. So I think if we were to do a food truck, there would be no way of our back end team or production team to be able to get enough cookies onto the truck for us to roam the streets and sell it. So mm-hmm. um given the kind of constraints we have right now, we just really need to get through this hurdle, um, this challenge itself before Absolutely. we can get to the food truck.
1: Absolutely. Good on you guys. I, I I love that you both have business backgrounds too and you're mm-hmm. studying business. And I I so applaud you for doing that. That's one thing mm-hmm. I wish I had was at least one business course under my belt. And I've just been learning as I've been going for 11 years. And-
2: but you've been killing it. I've actually been following your journey and it's it's amazing what you've been able to do. I'm surprised you don't have a business degree. It seems like you know absolutely what you're doing, getting your um, product into stores and everything. That's super, that's yeah. that's a big accomplishment.
1: You're very kind. I, if I could give advice is never be afraid to to ask and yeah. there's nothing wrong with you know if someone says no you're not worse off than when you started yeah but at least you asked and sometimes that becomes a yes and it's incredible when it does and you have to make sure you're ready like when you were saying you say yes to everything i was that too and it could bite you in the butt later <laughs> because i used to be manufacturing off our kitchen table a product and which i i I couldn't make it for the demand. And then, yeah, and I tried to go big from the start. And now I advise people, you know, nail down the small radius, nail it so well that you can just repeat and copy that system. And then uh, you can magnify that same system to then reach further and bigger. And that goes with retail as well. So yeah, lots of lessons learned the hard way But uh, that's what the podcast is for, so we could share and and help each other as we go, for sure. I I love the name of your company. I love that you add cookies in there then people get it right away. I love that it's unique because they're like these gigantic, ginormous, gorgeous cookies that I know that people who are listening right now are going to have to pull over and, and, and look you up on Instagram. But I, I want to know, okay, so we talked about three lessons that you have learned, and you can add on uh, and you know learning to say no, building a foundation. And I took from that you know streamlining so that it becomes a more efficient business. Is there one more you wanted to add on on a big lesson learned in your entrepreneurial journey?
2: I think I'll just kind—it's kind of a build-off one, but I think it's really important. Is that when you're doing anything, there are always a lot of learning opportunities, mm-hmm. and um, as Andy has mentioned, we've we've had quite a few of them in the first few years, and so. It's always important to reflect on the learn um, those when those opportunities arise essentially and figure out what we could do to do better next time and not have it happen again. I think last Christmas was a very scary time for us. and so we we had w- much higher demand than what we expected. and so it became me working around 16 hours um, days in a row and it absolutely drained me and it was very tough on myself and my mental health and all of that. So this year, we, um, wanted to ensure that at least I would get, um, if I'm doing a lot of markets, and markets are extremely fun, but they can be also draining on your social yes. battery. So I'm not doing more than three markets in a row for like six hours. And last, I think last year I did like five or six, and then I would help the production team at night and I would just repeat that. And that was very hard. Andy had finals while oh, he no. was working, oh, no. <laughs> it was horrible. Like Andy would be studying and then he'd run and then help in the kitchen, then sleep for five hours wake up steady all throughout the night and then and we were still doing the deliveries ourselves and we were just it was very hard on us. Um mm-hmm. and w- after that we sat in January, we took two weeks off and we reflected a lot during that period and we were like, that was a big learning opportunity. <laughs> yes. How can we ensure yeah, let's that- not do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes. How can we ensure that doesn't happen again? So we have like a lot of seasonal people. We have people on call this year just in case you know COVID's still happening, people are still getting sick finals are happening. And I know that our team are a lot of students and if they are super stressed and overwhelmed, I don't want them to be like, I am having such a bad day. I'm overwhelmed. I have a lot of anxiety for my finals. I have to go to work now. So we have like people on call. We have kind of strategy and mitigation plans for this year. We're learning how to say no to orders if they come in last minute and it's a big one. (laughs) So I think a lot of that kind of every time we they had a challenge or like struggled through something, Annie and I always try to sit back and be like, what was the learning opportunity here and how can we ensure it never happens again? Absolutely, absolutely. That's why systems are
1: so important too, right? Yeah. And then starting mm-hmm. to contact those customers that you know are going to order big and say, hey, this is the deadline. We just <laughs> yeah. to reach out to you now because we're going to be strict, firm with our yeah. our, our, our deadlines because we... Want you to have our awesome cookies, and so don't miss out. Yeah, that I'm sure. I love it. I'm so glad you mentioned mental health; so important. And you know, like I, when I first started out as an entrepreneur, I'd be like, "Oh, sleep is overrated." No, it's not. <laughs> don't, don't do as me. Yeah. Do the sleep. Definitely do the sleep and take care of you, so that you'll have a better tomorrow. Because you don't want to get sick and and then everything crumbles right so yes take care of you guys please you guys are awesome it's like the mama bear coming out of me you guys are awesome so take care of you for sure now there's a saying failure is not the opposite of success it is part of success is it is there a time that you could think okay this was a fail moment okay now I can't be the only one who can say, "Yeah, I've had fail moments," but but can you think? Was there one that you could say, "Okay, this was the fail," but you know what? Because that happened, this happened.
2: Yeah, um, I think I can. And Andy, if you have a moment after, um, I would love to hear what you would consider your fail moment. But we'll I think you, that, Andy, <laughs> yeah, um, I think for me, I felt like one of very early on one of our biggest fail moments, and it was very. Um, I had to do a lot of self-reflection after that one would be our third farmer's market ever. So we did two prior, one in Coquitlam, one in Brentwood. And then I won't mention the third one um, where exactly it was, but basically we had sold out in the first two in like two hours each time. So we were like for the third one as a learning opportunity, we will bring more cookies as people want our cookies and we're not able to meet demand. And this, but what I didn't recognize at that time was that not each market is the same. Some are a lot busier than others and some have the right customer demographic for us and some don't, but it was very new to us and we didn't understand that. So we, we Andy and I, I think we did an all-nighter. We baked for 18 hours. That's not including production. Just baking was 18 hours, baking, decorating, packaging. And then we pulled up to the market absolutely no sleep. I'm exhausted. I had like, I think I had like two coffees Andy doesn't drink coffee. So he had Yerba Mate's <laughs> and mm-hmm. we were drained and there was almost 10 customers throughout the whole day in the no, market. No, so you can only imagine that we didn't, we weren't able to sell all the cookies we spent all night. And I would say that was the, one of the biggest failures where I was I was kind of delusionally tired, but I was like, nobody wants her cookies. Like this was just a hype product. And this will like, this is the end of it all. It was a good run as it went. Andy, that was an awesome, <laughs> you were an awesome business partner. Thank you everyone for supporting us. I'm going to pack my bags and you'll never see me again. And it you was come and
1: eat the cookies that we didn't sell.
2: So. <laughs> yeah, basically I was like, nobody wants her cookies anymore. It was a trend. It was a hype. And um, we spent all night, and it was a lot of like frustrations and tiredness mm-hmm. and a lot of things. So I would say that was their biggest failure. Um, it took a few I did we ended up doing a few more markets, and then we quickly recognized that certain markets just aren't good for us, and that's okay. Um, we target a certain customer demographic, and some cities don't have that customer demographic. and it's okay. We just don't do those markets anymore. And we do have like we that's kind of the biggest failure I'd say we've I had. Love it.
1: I love it. I love it so much because you know what? You learned so. You learned so much from this big fail that you call a big mm-hmm. fail, and and um, if you didn't have it, you wouldn't know, right? And and so mm-hmm. now you know exactly who your target market is. And who is this? Who is your target market?
0: You wanna- def- yeah. We. I think we say we got two different kind of segments we target. Um, one is more of like a um like a mom <laughs> very similar to you yes a mom who kind of shops for her family she comes to the farmer's market and she usually gets like a box maybe for the week or tries to share them somehow it's just a very friendly caring mom um and then our there's other there's also that
1: mom who takes the stash and hides it for.
2: <laughs> there's that mom too i'm just saying
0: no, yeah, the moms always mention, like, the box comes home with one or two missing. They don't know where it went. It,
2: probably... <laughs> it fell out.
0: Yeah, it fell out. Who knows? <laughs> and then um, our other segment would probably be um, more like the young adults who are kind of more in the foodie scene. They want to try, like, what's trendy and yeah, stay on top of the Instagram trends and, um, yes. and they come and check us out. At, yeah. Those farmers awesome. markets.
1: I love it. That's really awesome. Do you have a big fail that you can think of Andy?
0: Yeah, uh, I think I was thinking of the same one. But mm-hmm. another one came up to me while she was telling that story. Um, I think this happened while you weren't here, Jess. Because um, I think she would have came with to help me out. But Am I it, here? I was
2: first time? <laughs> no. First time?
0: <laughs> 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 no, but I was at, I think I was at school. It was late night. I think we were studying. I was with a friend. And um, so I was at UBC, and there was a miscommunication with the team um, who was working that night. So I wasn't working, but we had a team working, and they were baking a big order that was supposed to go out the next day. And I think it was a miscommunication because they, I think, um, halfway through they realized they they baked the wrong amount, they packaged it incorrectly, and. Um, they like decorated some that weren't supposed to be decorated and so we had to bake new ones to um make up for those ones and it was already midnight (laughs) um so i i got a little bit worried when i got that call (laughs) and and so i sent everyone home because um i didn't want them staying out too too late and so um I I hustled from UBC, or I was with my friend, and I had driven him to UBC. So I had to drive him home, and he lived in Coquitlam. So I drove Coquitlam, and then back to the kitchen, and then I rebaked the cookies, and um, and then packaged them all. And I think I was by myself, because if my sister was here, I know she would have came to help me out. So yeah, I think she was on a, perhaps maybe in Hawaii, getting engaged. (laughs) But... um, yeah, so definitely worth it for her to go. <laughs> and um it was just me in the kitchen working and I think i stayed there from like one till six in the morning.
1: Oh my goodness. And
0: then uh, might have had school the next day. But um yeah, just having to get through that all definitely felt like a failure. And the miscommunication um happened because we were we before I used to send out like um or the shift instructions through just um like a very informal list. Um, to our staff and I quickly realized that there's a lot of risk for uh, mistakes and miscommunications when it's just a text. So now we have like formal outlines of um, what we want done. Yeah. yeah. In a PDF form and I have my sister look through it after I'm done to make sure no more mistakes happen and I'm not out and uh, doing all-nighters in the kitchen again.
1: Yeah. Wow. So great lessons learned for sure. And yeah, hello, entrepreneurial world. When you have your own business, sometimes you are the one pulling the all nighters and <laughs> fully get that. And I'm so sorry. Yeah, that, it sucks. Yeah. So many great things happen from it. Now you have this uh, PDF that shows the steps. Mistakes aren't mm-hmm. miscommunicated or.
0: Having a second set of eyes always, always, always yeah, useful. So
1: <laughs> great. Yeah, I've sent late night emails that. You know, when you just wish you didn't send it, but you hear the whoosh that Sarah yeah. sent. you're like, oh no, <laughs> you can't take that email back. But yeah, so many great lessons. I And I, you know, celebrate those fails. You got to celebrate them. And, you know, I heard a story of, um, oh gosh, what is her name? The woman who made Spanx, Sarah Blakely, mm-hmm. Sarah Blakely. And she, she shared in an article somewhere that... One thing that she remembered growing up is at dinner time, her dad would say, hey, everybody, tell me how you failed today. And and that was their dinner I'm conversation saying, because it yeah. celebrated the fails because you learn from them. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't have a fail, I means you didn't, you know, step su- outside of your comfort zone or do something different. So good on you guys for being able to think of a fail <laughs> because because they that means that you guys are growing and. Learning and creating awesomeness. So good on you guys. I love it. I have to ask, what is it like working with your brother and your sister? Like, do you love it? Or like, are you guys getting closer every day? <laughs> no. Like, tell me, tell me the truth. Like, what is it like working with your siblings? I think. Tell me
2: the truth. Um, well, <laughs> I, don't I have a lot to not know. Um, Andy, you can go first for this one. <laughs>
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, I think. Working with your siblings, there's a lot of really good pros and sometimes a lot of some cons. (laughs) (laughs) Got to watch my words. We still live together. Um, Yeah, so I think with our pros, it's really cool because we kind of think the same um, because we grew up together. We kind of have like an unspoken understanding of what uh, each other mean. And so it's really easy to kind of see each other's point of views. And when we're discussing about like big decisions we want to make, it's very civil. But oftentimes it comes down to the really small things that really pit us against each other for some reason. <laughs> that that wouldn't I say I would say wouldn't really have too much of an impact on the business. But it's more like a lot of the time it's the flavors of the month that really pit us against each other. Right. Um, that's that's actually how our flavor polls came to be. So every month we do this thing um, on Instagram. Where we we put a poll up, and my sister and I each pitch a flavor, and it's for the monthly special, and um, and then Wait, we have a pumpkin make, one right now. Yes, that's mine, that one. And <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I love it. He's like cheering, and she's like shaking her head, going, "Yeah, no, that's not my choice." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, usually, usually I'm not so lucky. Uh, my sister likes to win a lot of those, but. Um yeah
2: do you know or do the customers want my flavors though? no it's because you pick right? basic flavors. No <laughs> <laughs> nothing is more basic
1: than pumpkin spice this month, I have to know. I have to know Jess what was your what was your uh, other choice? Mine is
2: the fan favorite trick-or-treat. It lost by four votes because oh, I'm yeah. sure Annie made fake accounts to vote for the other
0: one. No such thing.
1: What make a cans, Andy? <laughs> yeah,
2: I know. He's quiet but deadly. Um, <laughs> um the trick-or-treat has like potato chips, pretzels, like caramel, MMs. Like it has everything. No like, way. See, oh, look at look at her reaction. It's it's unreal. It's like it's such a good cookie. We have customers messaging yes. us every day about it. And I could and- totally That's an that. I could totally see that. That is so
1: unique. <laughs> Nothing wrong with pumpkin spice because that's it's
0: it's time for something it's, new
1: <laughs> it's comfortable <laughs> and, 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 and so very supportive. yummy I have to say I love all things pumpkin spice too but dang that trick or treating one sounds really really good right you got savory and and sweet mm-hmm. very unique yeah they should just like chocolate
0: I'm I'm just not a fan because we've done it before and I'm always saying that we should be constantly innovating, trying to bring out new flavors. You know, try bring something to the table that maybe people haven't seen before. So that's a it's lot like of what pumpkin my pumpkin
1: spice. Besides <laughs> this, yeah. this
0: month might have been it's a cold. a little bit of a anomaly, for me, <laughs> an outlier. Um, no, I'll
1: get. I can't wait to. Okay, now I'm gonna have to look for this every month. Yeah. I'll, I'll be but voting. You, okay, yes. I'm a real account. Yes. I'll be voting. <laughs>
0: usually my flavors are i try and make my flavors um cookie flavors that have never been done before wow. so um wow. like in the summer it was a lot of like i like to take inspiration from drinks so i tried pitching like a raspberry mojito
1: What?
0: Um, i tried I, a raspberry champagne i was trying for raspberry what? for a long time
1: wow that is very cool raspberry and white chocolate Oh yeah, there's so many options. Like I can't wait to try like some of your cookies. Like there's an Earl Grey Honey Cookie, Matcha Latte Cookie, what Caramel Macchiato Cookie, what? I cannot (laughs) wait. I have to fight off my kids.
2: (sighs) They're big, so I I believe that you can share them. (laughs) Uh, Sharing is also a choice.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, we share. Sharing is caring. Unless it falls out of the box and I didn't know what happened to it. (laughs) Now, uh, are your parents on board? Do they work for you? Are they advisors? Are they involved at all?
2: Yeah, so I think at first our parents were very confused on our decision to move forward with this, especially with my decision of not pursuing kind of a corporate job right out of school, which I initially had lined up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was really tough for them to understand that the the vision we had for the company, but today they are very proud of what we do and they see it. Um, and they, it's really cool because um, their friends have like, like my dad has shared a story where he was uh, someone was telling him about like our cookies and they were like they're so good and my dad's like oh yeah like the people who make it are my kids and they didn't believe him and he was like no 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 it's my kids like and he showed pictures and everything and it was really cool because he just met someone in maple ridge and they they come to the haney farmers market and they buy cookies off me and yeah and my dad was awesome yeah he was super proud about it and my mom my mom is our biggest support ever and she is super amazing in like she has helped us quite a few last christmas she was a rock star she hated yeah honestly she hated when we stayed up late so she would be like i'm on call i'm on call train me and i'll learn how to do everything follow your directions anytime you need me she like she just didn't want to see us working so hard and i think it really took a toll on her to see us to like see me do 16 hour days see andy like non-stop and so she basically picked up all the skills and learned how to do it. And she helped us run quite a few shifts as well. And wow. she was a great, like, we wouldn't have not made it through. So anybody that got cookies last Christmas, you can thank my mom. <laughs> like, she, awesome. came through. she like finished awesome. her daytime job. She would come in and help us. She would, if we stayed to like, there was quite a few nights we had to stay to like 4am, um, 5 a.m. and she would be up there with us like balling the cookies, baking the cookies, decorating the cookies. She did and it so, all. Yeah, like I, we would. thank God for
1: moms and dads, yeah. right?
2: That's yeah, we're helpful. so so thankful. Um, so yeah, at first not really, but now they they're super super supportive, and they're excited to see where Andy and I take bait Um, I know that when we say we're a family business, a lot of people think it's like a parents owned it and then passed it down or something like that, but it kind of started in the reverse way. Mm-hmm. I and love that. I love that so much. Yeah. So love it. They're very. Supportive.
1: Thank you. I love it. Well, mm-hmm. you have a new fan, and even though I've never tried your cookies yet, but I cannot wait you have a fan here and I'm like I want to help you and I, I feel like <laughs> I've been there too and uh, when I first started with the three kids under five years old and staying I up don't till, know like how. 4 a.m and then I was teaching so I'd have to like first know. of all sneak in uh, an on, uh, a zoom meeting with overseas before I wow. go to teach um, and it was hard it was really hard
2: so I, I don't know hard. how you
1: did it wow it was not a good idea <laughs> but, but yes and and i fully get the parent thing too cuz i remember when i first started easy daisies and i had to make a choice to stop teaching because i couldn't do both anymore and uh, and i remember my father would be like what are you doing with these magnets like <laughs> so i was making these magnetic daily schedules he's like why yeah. why are you doing this with magnets and now he's like hey how are your magnets doing (laughs) so it's like a whole different question but same question but just asked a little more excitedly (laughs) yeah all good i fully get it now what is the plan what are the next steps for for you guys and for
2: bait andy do you want to share the exciting news
0: sure yeah i think right now we're looking for a storefront um wow yeah, we're, we're trying to keep our eye out for some places where we could open and make it like a plan is to make it more of like a production facility with like um, some space for retail and hopefully we'll be able to get our cookies out. And I think later down the line, we'd hopefully have another one and truck two uh, at some point. But yeah, I think that's our kind of five-year vision
1: That where is we are awesome now. and very exciting, congratulations! I can, it. I can envision it right now and see exactly what you're talking about I, I'm excited for you and I uh, can't wait to see it and a very smart to use the facility as the production and then have a storefront in the begin- upside so that you can sell as well and I'm very excited for you guys. You guys are incredible, so inspiring, and and I just want to say thank you, thank you for being inspiring, and thank you for making awesome cookies.
2: Oh, thank you so much. We we really appreciate it. I really admire. I I actually like looked up your story and everything, and I've been following along your Instagram. I think we've been following each other for quite some time now too. And I've always seen you sharing about you know how products are in save on foods i remember watching that instagram story how you like walked into save ons and you kind of and i was like that is so like inspiring to see an asian woman an asian entrepreneur absolutely killing it there's not a lot out there and to just see someone doing it it really inspires me so thank you for having us and like it's just truly an honor like i said to be on your podcast
1: well thank you thank you guys i i cannot wait and i you know let's let's revisit i'd love to have you back on my podcast and and you can tell us more about what's going on with baked and as it grows and continues and you guys uh thank you i wish you all the best and to our listeners i want to say thank you for joining us i know that you were inspired by Jessica and Andy as well, and if you have not tried a baked cookie uh, Hello, check them out on Instagram find them. They are often at markets uh, Farmers markets and you can order off their website and you heard it here if you want to order as gifts for Christmas start ordering right now today <laughs> is that order? And so
2: I'm gonna let you guys say bye as well Yeah. Thank you so much for everyone listening. And I hope that if you haven't already that you get baked real soon.
0: Yeah. Thanks for having us and check us out.
1: Okay. Thank you for listening and bye for now.